Hey, everybody, and welcome to Saturday Night Rewind. This is Randall Walter McDonald. And this is Brian Paradise. That's me. We're here to talk about season 46, episode 13 of Saturday Night Live. This episode was from February 20th, starring Reggae Jean Page. I would have pronounced that differently. So Reggae Jean Page uh, from Bridgerton, as well as musical guest Bad Bunny. Randall, what did you think of this one? I love this one. I love, I, you know, I don't, I don't really knew, I didn't know anything about, uh, I'm just going to call him Mr. Page. Sure. Uh, and he, I didn't know anything about him because I didn't watch Bridgerton and I haven't seen him in anything else, but I absolutely fell in love with this guy as it seems everybody does. Yeah, this is like my platonic ideal of a great SNL episode. It is somebody that I don't know very well because we, my wife and I, we did watch Bridgerton um, during kind of winter break and really liked it. And he is absolutely a standout performer from that show. And that I also knew nothing about B- Bad Bunny, who was like also all over the episode. So mm-hmm. this is exactly what I want to learn some kind of cultural things. And then also all of the sketches were really good. Really good. And they used the people that we wanted them to use. We got a lot of Chloe Feynman, which I was happy. And uh, yeah, it was just a great overall episode. Yeah, and to transition right into the cold open, which uh, this is what you, this is how you use a good impressionist, right? Mm-hmm. So Chloe Feynman seems to be able to do an impression of whomever. Um, so she does a very, even though she like doesn't look like Britney Spears, they did a really good vocal impression of Britney Spears. And then um, kind of taking from the um, kind of free Britney stuff out of the documentary, but really using that to just kind of round up some news. I really liked this kind of reminds me of the episode uh, a few episodes ago, a few episodes ago where it started with Kate with a bunch of like news of the day. And what felt really good about this is that it wasn't, we didn't kind of recreate anything. It was just this novel idea and kind of squishing these two ideas together. I loved it. Yeah, it's a fun way to show off a talent and to get a few quick laughs uh, in there. And then also, yeah, to get through all the topical uh, things that went on in this crazy world that we live in. And they, they, what I liked is that they had a point of view that was pretty clear that like no matter who else they brought on stage, Ted Cruz was the worst of those people. Yeah. And uh, that... The, the what has happened to Britney Spears over the last decade plus with her conservatorship situation with her family is bad. Yeah. And I, I like that they didn't kind of shy away from either of those things because it's not like Britney Spears situation is not funny. It's right. kind of bizarre and tragic. The woman's almost 40 years old and she is treated like a child because of action she did in her late 20s. And that is right. nuts. But uh, so, I, but I like that they kind of did a lighter version of that while not shying away from her actual situation, which sucks, and kind of spoke to that, which is very cool. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I liked the angle too, uh, where she kind of criticizes uh, Eddie Bryan as Ted Cruz for blaming it on her on her daughters or on his daughters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I did a little bit. You know, I was, I, I am, I've taken Twitter off for Lent. So I'm consuming my news in normal ways. Uh, so I haven't seen as much of the discourse about this, but uh, did you, did, how old would you think Ted Cruz's daughters are that he's blaming this trip on? 
Oh, I, I would have thought like 12 or 13. Yeah, they're 10 and 12. Okay. If like, so you live of... a life in which your 10 and 12 year old daughters can cause you to leave the country, then I don't know what's happening to you. Yeah. Especially when it's the, when it's the state that you're supposed to be in charge of, that's your job. Yeah. Cause I thought, oh, well he, you know, he, when he initially was saying, oh, my daughters wanted to go on vacation. I thought they had to at least be teenagers. Somebody with a little sway. No, they're 10 and they're 12. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Ted Cruz is played by A.D. Bryan. Again, I really do like the idea of some of these kind of cretinous um, Republicans being played by women. Mm -hmm. Uh, So and Ted Cruz in this sketch is fully adorned, as you might imagine, somebody coming back from Cancun with a tacky T-shirt and uh, braids. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other fun game that AD does very well in this sketch is she kind of tries to relate with everybody that comes on and is kind of like, yeah, you know, I kind of did that same thing. And just nobody was, everyone was like, no, you're way worse. Oh yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, you know, Ted Cruz is currently in the spotlight as are the other people that they bring into the sketch, but like Ted Cruz has such a longer history of, kind of cronyism and being terrible so the uh-huh. other other characters go like no no this isn't the same uh so uh, one of the c- couple lines that i really liked is that um uh one of the quotes from ted cruz was i'm pretty bad at human stuff thought that was very nice <laughs> and then uh chloe did like the full like clap after every syllable thing yeah uh, to ted cruz which was great yeah yeah, that's a, that it was so funny. Um, who came on next? Who was the next person? Uh, Pete came on as uh, Governor Cuomo. Right. Uh, and I, I want to call out that his makeup, whatever they they slightly changed it and it worked perfectly. Oh, yeah. They just like gave him because like uh, the Cuomos, both of them have very like defined, not like jowls, but very defined like smile lines. And yeah. Kinda, and they did a good job with that. And, you know, Pete's not much of an impressionist, but his Cuomo was like, great. He, yeah. he kind of played the persona um, almost more than like a vocal impression that the Cuomos are just kind of abrupt and like, you know, F off if you don't agree with me. And he kind of played that. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I liked uh, him coming out and announcing that restaurants were back open again and getting a big applause. You could tell that like New York, the New York audience that was there really. Yeah. <laughs> really liked that. Yeah, exactly. So he's uh playing to his you know his market i guess in new york and then i I really like the weird angle of uh we did the disney thing and we moved the bodies yeah the way that they were counting the the nursing home deaths in another way and i like that he mentioned that uh, not not once but twice yeah yeah and then um the way they uh kind of tied things up is they brought in uh, cecily strong as gina carano um, from the MMA star who's in the Mandalorian, formerly in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I really liked that when AD was trying to relate to Cecily. Yeah. Uh, she's like, no, no, no. The diff- I am a strong woman. You are a pile of soup. Yeah. <laughs> that was very nice. And I-, I got the impression, and tell me if you thought this was true as well, that AD was being much handsier with uh, Cecily than they had rehearsed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was trying to make her break. Uh, and you could tell she was doing it all the way up to when they yelled and live from New York. <laughs> yeah, Cecily was like batting her hands away. Yeah, I but like yeah, This was a great cold open. You know, we didn't recreate anything. We just kind of talked about what was going on. They had three top, you know, four topical impressions mm-hmm. and a little bit of a, a little bit of an opinion, which I really liked. 
Yeah, it wasn't too long. Got in and out. Yeah, it was like less than seven minutes. So like, you know, half the time of what we were doing during uh, election season. Yeah. So then uh, Reggae, Reggae John Page is the the host. And I really did not know what was going to walk on stage. I, like I watched the show, obviously. And yeah. I really liked that they started with, you know, everybody just knows him from this one thing. So he talked about it immediately and then uh, started playing a little bit with expectations of doing like the smolder into the camera. And like, I thought he was just going to do that. And then they brought in 80 and ego uh, to just kind of like uh, the, the word, I, the phrase I ended up writing was that the women seemed painfully aroused. Yeah. Like they were yeah. just like, couldn't help themselves. They were, they were so excited. Um, and you see Ego and AD do a, a few uh, examples of that. I really like that. They talked about, they liked his work and then had specific timestamps of episodes in which he was nude. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, and the, they, they, they walked all over this joke, but I really liked it. So right uh, before AD and Ego walk on stage, he says, uh, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from Shondaland. Oh, I didn't catch that. No, they they walked all over it because he said it like as they were entering. But it's just oh. like a very funny, dumb joke of, you know, because uh, Bridgerton <laughs> is is um, produced by Shonda Rhimes and her production company is called Shondaland. Uh, so just the idea of like, obviously you can tell that I'm from Shondaland. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't catch that. That's so funny. Yeah. And so he takes this opportunity to kind of almost like expand his, what people know him for, because then he sings Unchained Melody really yeah. well. Yeah. He's got a sexy voice. Um, I, I I was very surprised at that. I slightly became jealous and, and aroused at the same time <laughs> as well. Uh, and I, I also love the detail of him having a drink. Like that's also like a sexy thing that he yeah. does. It's oh, just yeah, I'm, drink. A little, I'm sorry. I'm a little thirsty. And he like drinks yeah. like out of a snifter. Um, yeah. And just the idea that uh, he's like, oh, throwing away like, oh, I'm just a nerd. And uh, sometimes I sing nerdy songs and then sings on Jane Melody. Yeah. Well, and then goes, ah, oh, isn't that so nerdy? <laughs> God, so good. Uh, and then I, I liked the way that they ended it where basically, uh, they need to rewrite everything. So we'll get some pencils, bitches. We're rewriting everything was a great way of ending it. Oh, oh. And um, Chloe comes on as Daphne in a very, very good costume. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, if, I just got excited again because it was Chloe again. I was like, we're getting a lot of Chloe already. Yeah. And like that, her, her hair and her costume looked identical to the actress that plays Daphne in the show. So I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Great uh, cold open. Yeah. Great, yeah. Great monologue. Yeah. Yeah, because the monologue did not serve to hide him the way that they brought on the other actors. It was really just to have people to react to what he was doing. So he was still driving the monologue. He was still driving the scene. He just like had people just to watch him. Yeah, I saw one of, the, him. one of the comments on YouTube was one of the most comfortable hosts I've ever seen. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I agree with that. He seemed very comfortable up there. Yeah, he just walked out like he owned the joint. Yeah, and he cool. does. He yeah. now owns it. So, yeah, that's one of, one of those where it's like, well, when can we have an opportunity to bring him back? Yeah. He's, he's part of the club. Uh, so then uh, the second sketch, I was nervous at the premise at the beginning and then thought it was delightfully weird. Um, so this is the actor spotlight sketch with Ego 
hosting, and then she has uh, three guests. So regular John Page as Bensley Ki- Ben Adir, who's in One Night in Miami, which I still need to see. You have seen it in same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Red as Daniel Daniel Kaluuya, who's currently um, in Judas and the Black Messiah, and then Keenan as Ice Cube. And the I love the game of the sketch where she's just like so tickled that the first two actors that are known for playing Americans are British. Yeah, yeah, and 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 everybody has experienced this where you think someone's American and then they're British, and you're like, what? That's amazing. Yeah, all the good actors are not from the, not like all of them, but certainly all the actors that have come out in the last 10 years or so that play in a lot of American movies are all not from here. Yeah, yeah, they're all, they're all fakes. They're all from British, from yeah. British land. Um, they're, all, they're all from Chandland. Yeah, and then this, this, I love how they set up this sketch. Cause yeah, again, I was like, where are they gonna go with this? Mm-hmm. And I love that the, the twist, set up, set up twist is Keenan, And it's yeah. Keenan being Ice Cube who, now thinks he has to be British yeah. <laughs> to fit in. Yeah. That, and, that, and, you know, he's got a decent Ice Cube impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kind of set up him with this clip of this terrible looking uh, Are We There Yet? Sequel, whatever. And, but him just like doing a, him as Ice Cube doing a very poor, broad British accent, I thought was a very fun place for him to be um and i also liked the way that they they gave ego something of a character to work with because she was just so tickled by the first two and i like the line that she asked daniel kaluuya uh were you british when you did get out it was like a very (laughs) like which a great yeah kind of uh great line and then just how nonplussed she is with ice cube attempting to portray being British is great. Yeah. Oh, it was perfect. And I like that the directions they went in the sketch where Ice Cube was asking the other two, where did they learn their American accents? And they said, from you, from your movies. Right. <laughs> and he just doubles down on being British. I mean, yeah. Well, and I also so like the, the detail of like, oh, where'd you, when he initially said like, oh, I, I, I got, I learned my accent from watching Friends, which is something you, you've probably heard of before. Yeah. Oh, of course. From, from a lot of British actors and other non-American actors. So it's great. And then uh, he kind of creates all these like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not Ice Cube. I'm Coldy Squares and kind of creates all these kind of nonsense Britishisms that he's known for. And then they bring in Alex Moffat as Hugh Grant for like two seconds to validate all that, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very funny. Very. Uh, I, I liked it. It's absurd, but it's a it, how else are you going to end the sketch, you know? Yeah, well, they could have just gone to commercial, which yeah. is a move that they do. And I really like that they went to commercial, but then they previewed their next segment and then gave kind of actually ended with a joke, which I really liked. Yeah, yeah. It was a great sketch. I liked oh, so it a lot. Uh, and then I didn't really write any notes for this next song, but it was so good. The um, the Loco. Yes. Sketch. It was great. Yes. This was uh, this is awesome. I love this sketch. Um, just uh, Ego being this girl who's. It starts off like a song that I think I've heard on the radio before. She's this like bad bitch who walks into the club, and then you realize that no, you're not. You're actually you're actually crazy. 
Yeah, that yeah, we're a year in and people are going nuts, especially uh, people in areas where they've had more restrictions. And I, yeah, I really like the setup where it's just like, we've probably seen that kind of song structure before on SNL, you know, like, oh, uh-huh. we're in the club and whatever. And then we're kind of subverting that premise somehow. But then having that go where like reggae genre is like, no, 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 you're at home. Yeah. And then you just, her just being stir crazy and then uh, talking to her plants. And then uh, I liked uh, when for the second verse that they brought in Pete and he is so crazy that he understands the plot of Tenant. Yeah, with no questions. Yeah. Another great uh, kind of topical detail. And then they brought in Bad Bunny. Yeah. As, as a talking plant, Bad Bunny, who made a couple of appearances throughout the night. So I thought it was like, it was so good and really captured the moment and didn't like kind of overstay its welcome. It was very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I like. I mean, there's so many pop songs I think out there too, where the chorus is kind of like I'm loco or I'm a crazy or I'm bad. And to take that literally and just be like, we're going to make a song where she's actually crazy. Yeah. (laughs) was just brilliant. And uh, the, the fact that both Ego and, Pete are good rappers. So like, it yeah. didn't feel like, oh, well, they're doing the best that they can, but this really isn't their, their strong suit. It was just, it was, as a song, it was good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was, it was, it was an overall, we're, we're like three for three in this episode. Seriously, we are. Uh, and we're about to go four for four. So uh, we, the, the next sketch uh, is basically almost all the guys. So it's Reggae John, Beck, Mikey, Pete, Alex, Pete, Keenan, and Bowen. Uh, all at a bar, not playing, shooting pool, being tough guys, whatever. I felt like they beefed up Beck almost, or he just like, did some extra push or something. He just seemed to be taking up a lot of space in that sweater. Um, yeah. And uh, Beck and Regajan are about to play a game for a game of pool for some money. And then Regajan like, oh, let me put on my my song real quick. And then he plays uh, the song uh, Driver's License. Yeah. Uh, and then they all have connections to the saw. It's beautiful. It was great. Yeah, it, it's it's very funny because I think I've had this moment too where I don't know how I know the history of this song. And like everyone just kind of has this history. And it's this complex that a lot of guys have where it's like, I'm not supposed to like this song, but I actually do. And just to see these guys start to express their feelings and how it actually connects to them and how they can actually empathize with this person is just funny how they revealed that slowly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, uh, it reminded me a little bit of the Super Bowl sketch from a couple of weeks ago where they had like the musical number in the bar, except oh, yeah. that there was no, um, somebody judging the other characters, you know, it was just, right. Oh, what song is this? Oh, is this, this? And then we, everybody kind of adds their, their kind of perspective and their detail. Um, we, I said Bowen at the beginning, but he kind of comes in the middle of the sketch kind of busting out the lyrics. And then yeah. we get later on, we get Kate as an old man who says, you know, she, uh, been married for 50 years, but this is hitting her so hard. Uh, and, um, it's really cool. We're talking about like, you know, uh, Beck talks about how it's ripped a page from a diary. Talk about like, uh, Taylor being the, the Taylor Swift being, you know, the, the, maybe the inspiration of the, the style, but really, um, Olivia Rodrigo is her own person and stuff. Yeah. Very cool. 
Yeah, it was so funny. There's so many different elements of these guys. And I just like the ending, too, of just all of them seeing the, the bridge twice. Yeah, and that was one. It's like, don't find a way out of this thing. Just yeah. fade out. That's fine. We're just in, amused with these guys all singing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a good detail. Like uh, One of the lines from Keenan talking about like pain inspiring you. He's like, when I list, left... When I lost 50 G's on the Giants, that's where half of my poems came from. Yeah. <laughs> so like some nice, very specific character details. Uh, Mikey is lamenting uh, a breakup with his ex and ends up like singing on the pool table. So just, it was goofy and fun. Yeah. Perfect sketch. Uh, so after that, we get probably, probably the worst one of the night, at least for me. Uh, and this was the Mr. Chicken Legs competition. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on this one. What I what I did like, though, is I loved Cecily's song uh, mm -hmm. and, and the way that she sang it. She was uh, really just swinging for the fences, which I appreciated. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, sometimes when you do when you get so locked into the rule of three, I think that can slow you down a little bit or just make things overstay their welcome because they had to like go to each of the co contestants they had to like do whatever their shtick is yeah uh, and then kind of find a way to the end um but there's like elements of this that i liked yeah yeah i i saw several i think problems with this sketch it felt like a, a it felt like a high school sketch is mm. like at the end i was like okay but i think what they the one of the issues and as much as i love seeing chloe her, her character kind of stopped it because it was a, this one-liner girl. And although that's a very funny character, you already have to stop it to see each of these guys do their chicken leg thing. You could have easily, I think, just had Cecily sing and then she hosts it as well with um, Mr. Page. I think you yeah. could have cut uh, Chloe out of this one and uh, maybe tried to speed things up along. But again, it was like that awkward guy's kind of characters that we kind of already nailed the last episode right and i think uh part of it was it is such a visual and physical thing right like mm -hmm. the 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 reveal of my of uh mikey's legs with the skirt was pretty impressive that was the best one and i was like you should have saved that one for last because the the ones after it kind of went down yeah well like everybody had like larger legs yeah. After that, but like Mikey had very like thin legs, and also kudos to him and uh, Andy for shaving their legs for that sketch. Yeah, if they didn't <laughs> do that as a part of their normal grooming routine, I don't know them that well. But I thought that that was like a very nice uh, detail that because the but yeah, I, I agree that Mikey's was so simple and so effective, and then like Andy's, I couldn't. Eh, with the the mm -hmm. calf thing and then uh the the production value around pete's jack skellington legs was fun but he is a tall guy and he kind of naturally has larger legs than the other two yeah so i think the 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 joke like i'm sure the joke in the writer's room was like we have all these skinny guys um right but right like, but I think that I, I like Cecily. I like Reggie Jean making the most of it. I agree that Chloe needed to be in another sketch. Yeah. She did not need to be here. But yeah, having to stop a lot, I think, um, slowed it down. But I really did like it, even though this is, this is probably the, 
that this is the worst one from my opinion i think is a, a shows that this was a very strong episode yeah yeah it wasn't that bad uh just because it was smashed in with all these great sketches it seemed worse than it was yeah and then we got another film sketch that was so cool i really liked uh the the pacing of this of this job interview filmed uh piece yeah uh <laughs> i have to say that bowen yang's character was cracking me up and i wanted more of it actually and that's a great sign you want more from a sketch than wanting less um but a weird premise i don't i didn't really was this something that happened in the news or or something or was just this that's the premise yeah, just the premise is that there's this ad company that does uh, work on spec. So they just like develop, do all the work on their own and then try to sell it to a company. Yeah. And then they were all rejected. So it's just yeah. like these horrible advertising ideas. Yeah. I mean, I loved it, but I was like, I, I, I was like, am I missing? Like, was that an ad agency that got in trouble or something or something like that? But I mean, no. I looked it up and it's not a real ad agency. So. <laughs> No, it Mixed was just Marshall. just Beck as a as a person conducting an interview, Reggie John Page as the the person being interviewed, and then Bowen being an assistant, and that's all this sketch was. So yeah. also some very good um, kind of graphic design work with the 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 posters in the office of kind of rejected campaign ideas, including um, the uh, Doritos 4D, in which the fourth D is a D. Mm-hmm. Which is very funny. Um, and Mike's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike's hard <laughs> lemonade with, with an erect penis. Um, and then, and then just like Beck, just again, I'm sorry, not Beck, Bowen popping in and then them doing the insert shots of the, of the notes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Where it's like, um, and, and the kind of non reactions, like Beck gets a note that says, uh, your mother is topless in the lobby and then his reaction is oh she's early yeah <laughs> so it's so good and then yeah. he slips a note to reggie john just to say hi yeah and then i i really liked the turn where that reggie john was uh, also a very bad advertiser yes i really like that because so many times it's him judging or he's going to make fun of beck for being this horrible guy but he fits in and i like that way more that's that was a smarter choice i think oh absolutely with these terribly drawn images of these very bad ideas including a chevy bolt killing usain bolt yeah yeah and i and i again like this the the part where he sees his next uh, kind of idea under it and he's like no you're not ready for that you know and this felt like to me like a tiktok sketch mm, yeah and something that i i think I, I think i've mentioned on here before is it feels like sometimes they're missing the comedy of our time you know and i think uh andy samberg and, and lonely island really got the youtube kind of feeling yes and this one felt so weird but still so funny that it felt like a TikTok sketch. And I was like, I think they're starting to figure out like that generation's type of comedy. Yeah. Even though it wasn't like, like very, very short, it was just under four minutes in, mm-hmm. in running time, but the pacing was so fast. Uh, and yeah. that I really liked. 
Yeah, and they just accepted the reality. I mean, even him putting on a hat and then disappearing, and then Yang just going, he took my hat, and then oh, he's perfect. like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, I thought that was very good. And uh, music. so Bad Bunny, and I don't know if this is true, but I believe that it is. I think this is the first time they've had a Spanish language artist sing in Spanish for both performances. There's not a word yeah. of English. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So he, like, I did not, I'm not familiar with his music. He uh, had a very simple set, sang to a track. First track had um, a, a female performer with him. Second one, he was by himself. Uh, so the songs were Te Deseo Lo Mejor and La Noche de Anoche. I probably pronounced those wrong. But he was, like, engaging and interesting. I just, I knew nothing about him. I still know very little. But the yeah. fact that they were both in Spanish, I thought was pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I was, he wasn't much of a performer, I would, I would say, like, yeah. he just kind of stood there or sat there, um, which is sometimes a strong choice. But when he was performing opposite of the girl, which I think, what was her name? It was like Rosa something. Was or, it? Uh, it was like Rosalita or something like that. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Uh, apparently, she's also very famous. And people were upset that they didn't mention her. Yeah, Rosalia. Rosalia yeah and people were upset and supposedly she has an amazing voice and she like sang half that song and didn't get any introduction or yeah or uh, anything uh, you know Ricky John mentioned her in the good nights yeah yeah but, just in the good nights but yeah he did not introduce her as a part of um bad bunny when they performed yeah but yeah I thought it was, it was very interesting it was it was yeah I I had never seen him perform uh I like his his bunny ears on his head that he made with his hair yeah you notice that? <laughs> yeah like and that. then the, the the second time he came out he just had a championship belt like a wrestling belt for no good reason yeah and he puts his mic down like a baller before the song was over i like that yeah i so i uh knew nothing about him coming in uh and i was surprised that he was spanish language and it was not a big deal i thought that was very cool yeah I also like him popping up in all these sketches. Yeah, yeah, because we, we get one more with him, and I, I yeah, I, I like that he was so game. Um, so update. I really uh, like. I think their first line was, "If you hate Ted Cruz, this has been a pretty fun week." Yeah, <laughs> and if you like Ted Cruz, then you are Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That uh, they kind of punched down on him a bunch, and that's okay because he sucks. Um, yeah. So to. <laughs> They had a line about it uh, took Ted Cruz 40 minutes to get out of a hammock. Yeah. And, and uh, the kind of looking at the irony of him coming back to Texas after leaving the country and then with a Texas flag mask on. Right. Uh, yeah, there's some, I, I really liked Colin. He just kept coming back to, to um, those jokes. And I think at one point he was like, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I like the way that, you know, I really do like Che and Joe's dynamic and, and the different perspectives they bring because, you know, what, because Che reflected on it saying, you know, oh, New Yorkers are saying that, you know, broken pipes and heat and stuff that would never happen in New York, said people that have never lived in the projects. So like, there's a lot of people that suffer with this stuff all the time. It's just the fact that it's happening at such a massive scale in one state 
is right. the, the, the news story and the fact that it's been terribly handled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also really like the line that uh, uh, Cuomo has been talking about legalizing marijuana to get everybody to stop talking about the nursing home stuff. <laughs> yeah. Go, go Cuomo. Yeah. Uh, very fu- so funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. That again, they, I just felt like this audience didn't appreciate how good these jokes were. Right. I, again, yeah. I mean, they were better than last week's, but I think these guys are killing it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of, uh, of Pete? Oh, I, I love it when Pete comes on as Pete. It's always very funny. And I, I love him coming on and kind of under his breath. He was like, you know, he said like, not as good as your Valentine's day. And then he's like, yeah, you are the man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because everyone's just jealous of Colin. Yeah, and and being able to uh, refer to his relationship with Scarlett Johansson without specifically mentioning it, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, like we all, exactly. you know, if you if you know, you know, and if you don't, you, that's okay too. Yeah, and I think it was also interesting that he, you know, he brought up moving out of uh, his house with his mom and him saying like, you know, we we didn't all grow up like you did, Colin, and he was like, I grew up in Staten Island too. <laughs> Yeah, and um, then your grammar and lack of police record would say otherwise. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was so funny. And I didn't even know that about Colin. I didn't know that he was born and raised in, in New York. No, I just think of him as like a Harvard guy. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. That was interesting. I learned something. Yeah, I, I really do like uh, Pete's, uh, kind of Pete's uh, self-effacing demeanor that he has created. And then also talking about, um, you know, if you know, I need to make more money, so I'm gonna. What am I gonna do? Fight Logan Paul. The problem is that if we did, you wouldn't be able to tell which one of us got brain damage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's actually sadly true. Yeah. Uh, well, and also it, it, the premise of this, we're talking about the conservatorship situation with Britney and uh, Britney Spears, and him saying that, like, you know, he's done way worse stuff than Britney Spears did, and no one uh, took over him his finances or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I also like, I, I think there's a line that, that Pete said where he's, he was bagging on his own tattoos and said, he looks like a toddler with a, with a shiv who's going to poke a hole in a Capri Sun pouch. Yeah. Yeah. Like a toddler in prison. Cause his, it's so, yeah. With that shot, it felt that, that his tattoos look fake. Yeah. He looked like DC's Joker. <laughs> Yeah, and look, just the idea, and uh, I haven't studied them, but like one of them is the Bada Bing logo from The Sopranos. Yeah. It's like that <laughs> level of like, this seemed like a good idea when I was 19 or whatever. Yeah. And he's so young that they're all so bright that it really does feel like somebody drew them on. Yeah. Yeah. They're not good looking. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was a good. And then he ends with, as he's like rolling away, which has become something that he does, is that he just kind of like announced something at the end and he announced Keenan on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Very sweet. Very supportive. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Che talks about Ka- Kanye West being divorced from uh, the Kardashian and that he knows how hard it is to move that many sneakers out of a white lady's apartment <laughs> which is nice uh detail also like uh colin was talking about how they 
advised the Catholic Church not to touch folks with um, with the ashes on their foreheads for Ash Wednesday, and no touching is probably just like a good blanket policy for the Catholic yeah. Church. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't touch anybody. Yeah, and then we got a uh, another Heidi correspondent piece. What did you think of this one? I, I liked it. Uh, it was a, it was a weird piece, and it wasn't much of a character for her, but she's just so strong. She that she can just be there on the stage and her banter with either Colin or Michael is going to be funny. Yeah. So in this one, she is a kind of very dedicated supporter of uh, underprivileged people. And she just happens to be dressed like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then slowly she starts to say and do the things that Freddy Krueger does. And I like the reveal. She left it till the end that she had the, the gloves on um but yeah it was it wasn't like she was like a character it seemed like it was just Heidi being Heidi but uh that was the way to play it is to play it innocently and slowly reveal that no she's not that different yeah well what I like about it is that she her character was kind of um very earnest and playing it straight right Mm -hmm. so all these are just the things I do whatever and she's like oh I'm sorry you know I you know I, I don't look very good I'm wearing this outfit and um, and kind of Joe's to doing the work. And then she just kind of got like broader as it went on, right. Where she was singing the, the, the Freddy Krueger song and then talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, she tries to, uh, help children with their dreams. Like right. that's a Freddy Krueger thing. And then by <laughs> the time that she gets to the Freddy Krueger glove, she's kind of, kind of very animatedly talking about like slicing up the meat with her hands uh and then almost i think she almost wangs herself in the face with one of her claws at some point so i like that it got kind of it grew bigger as it went on whether that was cool. yeah yeah it escalated nicely and uh yeah i liked it uh she can do whatever um yeah. I, I will almost always be happy that she's there but i i liked that this was uh another just another way of showcasing her uh then we got there was a lot of sketches in the show i'm gonna say that because yeah like i there wasn't like a proper last sketch of the night, but there were three more sketches after up or four, I'm sorry, four more sketches after update. So there's just like a lot of content in this episode. Yeah. 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 And, and the last couple of episodes we've been getting, I think three correspondents and this yeah. one had two and, and we got another sketch, which I liked. I liked that a lot. Yeah. I, it must be the, the uh, update was shorter, which allowed yeah. for some, for, for some other stuff. So this one uh, is uh, they get into the sea shanty sh- sketch through the frame of the history channel. And it, 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 I'm going to say that I really like this sketch, but just like, do you need to do the 20 seconds of we're on the history channel? Here's another fake program that's happening. And now sea shanties. Like, you, can we just like right. start with Andy Desmukes being a new guy? Yeah. 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 I like the weirdness. It's like the job interview one. Just start with the weird. Like we, we get it. And I understand that they were trying to, I think, show that it's a TikTok trend, the sea shanty. But right. we know that it is. And if you don't, then that makes this sketch even better. That you have, why are they doing yeah. a sea shanty bit? Well, like, and sea shanties are popular because of TikTok, not because of the History Channel. So why show the History Channel as a framing device, right? Like, right. who cares? Yeah, who cares? Let's get into it. That all said. Yeah, so it's, uh, all the men, every single yeah. per, every single man that is on the show was in the sketch. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I I didn't write their names down. 
if there's a guy on SNL that you're thinking of, he's in the sketch. He's in so, the sketch. Um, which I thought was kind of cool. So Regijan was the captain. Andy is a new guy and on the ship. And then they just sing sea shanties uh, about how terrible the conditions are. Yep. That's it. Yep. And that's it. And then uh, at one point, Bad Buddy comes out as a navigator. He realizes that the navigator doesn't know what he's doing. He's just got a crayon drawing of a boat. And then uh, Kate is a shipbuilder. And then you realize that she started top down. and doesn't really understand how a hull works. Yeah. It's fine. And they just have a little bit of choreography for the, the chorus. And they said fun, specific things in the verses. The end. Yep. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not much to talk about. They, they executed it well. It's a fun game. It's all in the song the sea shanties and uh i i thought it was fun and, and everybody yeah it was just a good it was a good sketch it was entertaining yeah that's that's what it was right it was just silly here's this trend let's have some fun with it uh andy is playing the new guy and kind of asking questions but if but because everybody's in on it except for him it feels less like let's look at this weirdo he is right. almost the, the odd one out because he doesn't understand. Like, he's just not going along with it. Right. So I like that one. I liked that a little bit better as a, as a way of you know, building the sketch. Like, they needed somebody to keep prompting them. So that's what he was doing. But it didn't feel like, oh, let's all punch down on the strange person. It was just like, oh, no, everybody's into this, even though it seems terrible. And we're happy to sing about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was catchy. And they're all good. Good singers. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was funny is that Bad Bunny 100% didn't learn the lyrics to the chorus. Yeah. If you just <laughs> see like him, you just like, just like keeping his mouth shut while swinging his arms and doing the choreography. But it's like, oh, no, he's not even trying. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even try. Because I think some of them towards the end, you do that thing where like you're just kind of phonating. You're just trying to like yeah. hit the vowels and move your mouth around, <laughs> which some of them were doing, but Bad Bunny didn't even try. <laughs> He had a good, he had a good funny line though. I forget, I forget what he said, but there was something that he said that, that got a big laugh. Yeah. And what was nice is that the, the sketch was also relatively short, less than five mm -hmm. minutes. So just like, here's our premise. Here's a bunch of funny details. Goodbye. Yeah. Get us in and out. Yeah. Uh, this next one, uh, God, again, so cool. So this was the the house party sketch in which the 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 white family and the black family are meeting for the first time, having a um, having a, a buffet dinner, and they basically do escalating competitive blessings. Yeah, that turns into worship. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very fun. Another very fun sketch very musical episode now that i'm thinking about yep. all of this we had a couple we get a couple music numbers we get a sea shanty we get a worship song oh it was great and what i liked about it is that like you know with the with the premise at the beginning it's like okay is this going to be about sharing food and coronavirus is this going to be about that there are families of different races like what is it going to be about it's like oh no no and, and just about wanting to top each other with uh, the the kind of their blessing and how elaborate it was. So the the family is Adie and Beck as the parents and Heidi and Andy as the kids. Uh, and then the other family is Keenan, Ego, Regijan, 
uh, Chris and Punky uh, as the as the grandma, and it's great. Yeah, it starts with Andy doing like a normal kid like rub a dub dub thanks for the grub kind of thing, and then the uh, then the Keenan's family just has a lot of things to be thankful for and a lot of things to hope for, you know, including like kind of commercial wants and that kinds of thing. And then yeah. we get Heidi doing something she learned at like um, church camp, singing like a Jeremiah song. And yeah. then it just goes into this full, I really like that they go, oh, we need to bring in the big guns and the big guns in this case are like church fans. Yeah. And they just sing like this kind of revival gospel style uh, song. And then Beck does the worm and then it's over. Yeah, then it's over. Great, great way to get out of it. I like the, there were a couple of details that I like too. I like when, uh, when Mr. Page was doing his prayer, Beck kind of thought that it was over and he was like, no, I'm not finished. Kind of was like, I got a lot more to do. And I also like the line that Beck had when he was like, oh, they brought a, they brought their own sound system. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Beck, I'm sorry. And uh, Keenan calls it out specifically. They, uh, we brought a Beats pill. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the, was that the product placement? Yeah. Who, who knows? It could have been Charmin. They used the real logo in the, uh, in, in that sketch, oh, like all of those good. in the, in the film thing, they used all the real logos. Um, but yeah, I, oh goodness. I liked it. Uh, I liked that it wasn't adversarial. It was just competitive. Let me mm -hmm. one up you. And then at the end that they were together, like nobody got kicked out of the house. Nobody yeah. got mad at each other. They were, it, they were so wholesome and they just wanted to top each other and, and the fact that like the the host family wasn't upset that they were beat they just joined in yeah yeah beck did the worm and he almost kicked heidi did you see that oh yeah she was yeah. uh you could tell she was like watching with with cautious eyes yeah like, i want to like this is entertaining but also he is very close to my face yeah <laughs> uh so uh we get so the next sketch is, so the last live sketch of the night is um, Bridgerton. And I'm always dubious when the host comes on and does uh, a sketch that is what they're known for. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the most recent one that comes to mind is when Chadwick Boseman did a Black Panther sketch. Yeah. Uh, in that episode, he did a Black Panther sketch where he's like talking to keenan as his dad but yeah. also plays black panther in the black jeopardy sketch which is amazing so it's like right so in this one they're on the set of bridgerton which i i like the uh, the the detail that they were on set which we don't know initially they like they, yeah. they do a little bit and then they cut um and the you haven't watched the show but the set the set that they're in is accurate to an episode of the show and oh, cool. so chloe and reggie john are uh, about to start an intimate scene. Kate is a director. And then have you heard of the entity that is an intimacy coordinator? Yes, I have. Yes, I have heard of this. Uh, what a job. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting. So I guess that there's with some of these like HBO shows and stuff where there is kind of um, uh, sex scenes that there has been this desire to have people there to like help almost like a stunt coordinator where like you make sure that everybody's comfortable with, with um, the level of contact and all that kind of stuff. So this is like a real thing. Yeah. I think it like became more prevalent after the Kevin Spacey type stuff. Where yeah. Kevin Spacey, Game of Thrones. There was like a few, 
there's a handful of shows in which there was a lot of sex and then yeah making sure that people that were doing it felt comfortable yeah it's like why the hell not Good. yeah um and especially you know being in you know of one gender and then being directed by another gender and then like being told to take your clothes off like can get i can imagine get real weird um so the fact that they have this is great and so they're talking about that and then basically the intimacy coordinator got sick and so they bring in a couple like lighting dudes played by uh mikey and pete to help as yeah. as the intimacy coordinators i i didn't like that pete's name was randy i was ah. like ah, oh, dang it <laughs> <laughs> they uh they brought yeah but they uh they they did a zoom and they got yeah they got uh trained and now they can help with this stuff and again what i what i liked about it is that they were um they were kind of kind of boorish and kind of not really aware of their s- surroundings but not at anyone's uh didn't hurt anybody yeah not at someone else's expense they yeah. what, what was good is it was like they were the worst people to be the intimacy guys without being um yeah like offensive you wouldn't want those guys like you could totally have that type of person be on set and be allowed to but they would be the worst version like that would yeah. be the worst possible thing to happen them i like being, the, them being bad their job didn't hurt anybody yeah yeah exactly and just their characters are like creepy but they weren't creeps but it was yeah. just like i don't want that guy telling me how to do sexy things um but, yeah they, they liked, talked about uh the 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 modesty garments that that I guess that they use these kind of like nude whatever and then they're just like in a plastic bag and they describe them as beef belts yeah yeah I I also loved and this was this was really funny and just a good point made was the green pasties oh yes I was gonna mention Kate McKinnon saying but if we green screen a guy's nipples it's allowed yeah and that that got a reaction in the audience too so yeah that he's got so they have pasties for Chloe's character that are green screen and you can just put whatever you want on there, like another woman's nipples. And then Kate, you know, they talk about, oh, you can put, you know, men's nipples and then you can put them on any, any network. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's allowed. Yeah. Uh, I do like you, you, I am feeling the difference. Uh, and I don't know the composition of the writer's room, but it really does feel like there are women in the writing room, writer's room and that there are, um, uh, people that are minorities represented on the writing staff. Because going back to the previous sketch, that the the idea of the exuberant church service is like a a, a part of African American culture. It can be, and it felt like the way that they did that was not um, exploitive. Right? This is just a thing that right. exists. We're putting it in this context. And here, yeah. having uh, talking about like the the um, the double standard of uh, nudity. Mm-hmm. I thought was like a really nice way of kind of just throwing, adding that little layer onto the sketch in a way that was like, that did really get a reaction in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I really liked about the sketch is when, you know, again, if these guys were creepy guys, and I think in the nineties SNL would have gone this route is when they're trying to explain the sex scene, it would be, I think, in the past we would have gone where they just tag out the guy and he tries to show the girl how to be sexy with her. But instead what they do is they tag them both out and yeah. it was uh, Pete and, and uh, Mikey doing the sex scene <laughs> yeah. themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, 
20 years ago, you have the, the, the Roxbury guys just like humping women off stage. Right. right. And then yeah. here you have, and again, they're, they're not even necessarily creepy. They're just like ill suited to this task. Yeah. Like they got the training. They're not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, and then like, you know, their, their thought of, you know, being an intimacy coordinator is like, let me, let's give you some moves. Yeah. To do, you know, and they do that with each other. And, and there is no, um, like gay panic angle. Like the pack, the fact that it's two guys isn't played for yucks either. Right. Right. And I did like that. And I like the, there's a detail of, <laughs> they just kept thinking it was a porno and there was a stepsister and a, and a brother. Oh yeah. They kept on going back to like a, a incest angle. Yeah. And it's and like, no, 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 that's the, not this. Yeah. And when they said the, the slipping in the wrong hole, and then the, Kate McKinnon's character was like, yeah, that wouldn't be accurate. She would say this instead. Like the language is wrong. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. We want to do the uh, Victorian age English. That is the problem with that, with that premise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, kind of fades out with them, with us realizing that they are also the body makeup artists. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's there. It's just these two guys. Yeah. That's all you got. But yeah. So I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was very funny. Uh, and then the last thing is a feels like a Kyle Mooney good neighbor joint. So uh, Kyle, Andy, and Beck are doing like an 80s style rap video. We at the grocery store. We then realize that they are in an actual grocery store filming this thing, uh, not wearing masks, and they are scolded by Heidi as a customer and Reggae John as the manager. Yeah, yeah. This is a. I think that this is a good. It's funny because I've seen this before. These like the and it's actually mostly like TikTok people. And even that they're like, I'm making a video though. So and it's like, well, you're still in public and you should be wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> like your exactly. video doesn't that, triumph over other people's safety. It's a stupid straw man thing, right? So it's like you're in public, you're not doing what we asked you to do. And then the person that's not wearing the mask or not complying for whatever reason, right? It uh -huh. then talks about like, oh, well, you are, you know, they attack the person for enforcing the rules or they say, well, what about this? Or that, you know, or in this one, oh, we're making a video. It's like, no, no, Shut yeah. Up. Like that is not the problem. The problem is that you are not allowed to be here based on your actions. If yeah. you're not wearing a shirt, we also would kick you out. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I thought that that in the fact, this reminds me of the kind of Huomanon paramilitary kind of guys sketch that they did uh, at the beginning of the season where they kind of like crumbled into this kind of wimpy thing when attacked. Yeah. Uh, this where like basically these guys uh, keep persisting. They ultimately get their butts kicked by Reggie John. And then you see them just kind of whimpering and crying in the manager's office, which is like where those people belong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They try to act all tough, but then when they don't get their way, they're they're little babies. Yeah. Uh, so I really I I like this sketch a lot. It was fun, and uh, th those three are good together. I I really do like the way that Kyle and Beck kind of create these video sketches. But yeah, I thought that was a nice. And it, it was like wear a wear a damn mask, but without it being kind of beating your head over it. Right. With it. Right. How many, wait, I want to know how many musical things did we get this episode? So you got at the, with the monologue he sang. Yeah. 
a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we had the church one. We had two music videos. Yep. We had, what else did we have? The, oh, the, the bar sketch. And, and the, the bar sketch. It was like seven. Wow. I mean, yeah. it's almost, that was very musical. And I liked all of it. Yeah. And from somebody that you, we don't know as a musical person, at least not before Saturday night. Yeah. You know, he's saying he, there was more music going on in this sketch than when we had Adele. Right. Yeah. Had Adele. Yeah. So that, so that is it. So, and a lot, a lot, a lot of content. So there was eight, I'm sorry, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine sketches plus the monologue plus the cold open. So 10 or 11 things, if you want to count that, plus the, the uh, Bad Bunny performances. So I, there was just like a lot of stuff and it was all fun. Um, and, oh man, just such a good episode. And I was so just delightedfully surprised because I knew, I just knew this guy from this one drama that he's in. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even know that. Oh, you do need to watch it. It is very good. Yeah. Now um, I want to. So what was your favorite sketch of the night? There's a lot to choose from. There are a lot to choose from. Um, I think my favorite sketch of the night is going to be job interview. It, it was just so weird. And I just loved, I just, Bowen was cracking me up. So I'm going to go with job interview. Yeah. I think mine is the house party one. The, the, um, the, the, the blessing sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Because it had a lot of people in it. They were all having a good time. It was like, I don't need things to be wholesome, but I really did like that. It was just uh, the thing that we are fighting about we're not even really fighting about. We're just like one-upping each other with our like connection to God. Yeah. How we express that. <laughs> Which is like very sweet. And something you wouldn't necessarily see on SNL where they're looking for like some edge. This was just like a very, you could do that sketch like at a, at like a high school talent show. Yeah. No one would get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. It was just a fun sketch. So uh, who's your favorite, not ready for primetime player? Again, it's so tough because they use so many people. And when they do that, it's like you got to pick someone based off of like two sketches. Yeah. Um, I I think I'm going to pick someone just because they did so much better than they normally do. And that was uh, Ego. Yeah. You're right. I just thought that she was very good. I, otherwise, I would have picked 80. I, I think I picked 80 last time. Um, but Ego just uh, she surprised me this one. And I love the Loco sketch. Uh, and she she actually used her strengths, I think, in this episode. Absolutely. I think she's been, um, that's a really good choice, because I think she's been pigeonholed into straight man roles, mm-hmm. where she's the host and whatever. And then, you know, she was a host with the actor spotlight thing, but she had a character developed as a part of that compared to the um, the cringy guys from last week, where she was just kind of like facilitating this one. She, you know, had a little bit of a character. And then the loco was really good. She was also in the um, in the blessing family sketch. So I think yeah. I think she was uh, all over the place. I think that for me, it, even though she only got one real feature, actually that's not true. She had a couple. It's Chloe. Mm-hmm. So Chloe yeah. was in the the cold open and the monologue. She came back in her Daphne character for the um bridgerton sketch at the end and then she had that very specific but kind of probably uh poorly deployed character in the mr chicken legs contest yeah sketch so i i just there's so much potential there and they just need to let her do more she was so good 
Yeah, yeah. I I, I want more Chloe for sure. Right. And then uh, our stock up, stock down kind of thing. So are you buying tickets for Reggae John Page things? Heck yeah. I fell in love with that dude, as Great. most people do, I think. Yeah, he's so talented and he just seems to have a good sense of humor too. It's just not fair. It was he, he was so easy. Like he yeah. was so comfortable. It was just kind of breezy. And I, I think that that level of confidence goes a long way. So for sure. Like I, you know, I don't know what he's doing after Bridgerton. He hasn't done much before Bridgerton, but I will be happy when I see him on screen. He, he reminded me of a Hemsworth. I don't yeah, know. Maybe absolutely. just cause he's sexy and good at everything, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, being in that level of physical shape and then also being talented just uh, would should make you very confident as, as it clearly has yeah uh with with him and then what about bad bunny i mean i i like bad bunny uh i don't speak spanish so that's a, a difficult thing but i think i would go to one of his concerts um for sure and and he's he i like seeing him in all the sketches whenever you see them in the sketches you know their game you like to see that so i really liked him i i'm gonna have to check out more of his music um and i would definitely go to a concert but not exactly my cup of tea music wise yeah i want to give him like a like a the good spotify try and uh mm-hmm. like listen to more of his stuff and see if that does anything for me because like i recognize that he is good it is not necessarily the music that I listen to. And I don't think it would be sp- significantly different if it was in English. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll, I will explore a little bit more like I have done with some of the other musical artists from uh, these last few episodes and, and see if I like him anymore. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. And I do like seeing him in sketches like that is those are positive signs, uh, especially in yeah. a live sketch because you'll sometimes get them in a like a film sketch like um like uh kendrick lamar when he did yolo where like oh, he's yeah. a musical guest that week so let's just he'll just like do the the verse but, yeah so i think that's a different enterprise than like uh, oh no you have to be in costume and you have to show up to rehearsal and then you off you know having to do all that for the sea shanty i think uh requires an extra level of commitment that i appreciated yeah sorry <laughs> my roommates are coming home no and then, uh, so we had a great time this week. We don't have a new episode next week. So we will be coming up with uh, one of our kind of other topics. So we might be doing our uh, tales from the One Timers Club. We might be doing uh, our Not Ready for Primetime profile. So go ahead and make sure that you follow us so you can check out our content for next week. You can uh, please rate review and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to that helps people find us. You can follow Randall at Fresh Cut Randall on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. He's doing very funny things. And then you can find me at Mr. B Paradise in all the same places doing less things. Uh, and you can send us an email at snrewindpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at snrewind on Twitter there. So uh, Randall, what a good episode. It was so It was so fun to talk about. Really, really, really fun. Thanks for thanks for talking with me, Brian. Absolutely. So go watch Bridgerton. We will see you next week. Have a good week. See you guys.